0: listening to Hope Central's latest message. You can learn more about Hope Central or find more messages at hopecentral.org.au. It's good to see. I love Unique and the joy it is to be here. It's fantastic. We have been talking a little bit about the God of the second chance, haven't we? And uh, I didn't get to do my turn because I was in COVID. And Don was awesome when he. What did Don preach on second chances? God of the second chance. That's what he preached on. Well done. And Glynn preached on what? God of the second chance, absolutely, and we had Sheree talking about God of the second chance, and we also had Marina. Marina talking about the God of the second chance, so that seems to say to me that God is a God who gives second chances, is that fair enough? And what all of those had in common is they had a game of the second chance, so I have a game, can I have my, my game please my love? Good stuff, good stuff. Is that the best second chance game you've ever seen since last week? All right. I'm puffed out just watching that. Second chances are great, aren't they? Second chances help you to get it right when you don't get it right the first time. And I reckon everybody in this room would be thankful that God gives us all second chances. And third and fourth. Hey, I'm getting it. That's part of my message. You You can come preach as well. In golf, who knows what a second chance in golf is called? A mulligan. a mulligan. It's almost like you're the wife of a golfer. In acting, what's a second chance called? A take. Yeah, absolutely, takes. That's right. Fruit and get involved with chances. You get another bite of the apple. Have another bite of the cherry. Another shot. Another try. Another chance. Another attempt. I was looking this up thinking, what do we call second chances? You ever heard of the Cinderella Man? If you're called a Cinderella Man, I've never heard of it before. It means anyone who gets a second chance to succeed the second time is called a Cinderella Man. So if you get a second chance, you're a Cinderella Man. You get it right. I like this one. This one's called Woomerang. You ever heard of Woomerang? Yeah. Woomerang means falling in love the second time you meet someone, even though you weren't attracted to them the first time around. It's called a Woomerang. Unbelievable. What about this one, a GSR? Ever heard of that? Gunshot, it is, gunshot, gunshot residue. Ah, oh, well, yeah. Very good. No. It's good. <laughs> but no, you didn't even need a second chance for that, you got a first time. It, it means God's second rise. A ride. And that's what we're going to talk about today, not gunshot residue. That might be next week. God's second ride. I don't know about you, but if God didn't give us a second chance and a third and a fourth, well, I wouldn't make it into heaven. God is also known as the God of the second chance, and we've been hearing about this over the past few weeks. As I said, Shri spoke about Zacchaeus. We had, uh, Marina was speaking about the unmerciful servant. Uh, Glynn spoke about the prodigal son, and unfortunately, I don't have a slide for what Don did, because I wasn't here, but it was incredible. It, was Don not break. There you go, see? I don't, <laughs> God is the God of the second chance, and I, for one, am truly grateful about that. Today's story is about Saul and the second chance for Saul. Anybody know who Saul is? You ever heard of Saul? Yeah. Yep, so we're going to talk about him today. Saul was a, a zealous, great joy and enthusiasm. He was a very zealous This man in all that he did. He was from the Jewish tribe of Benjamin, and when describing himself, he was a, a Hebrew of Hebrews. He had a zeal for persecuting Christians, uh, which means, you know, giving Christians a hard time. He was picking on them all the time. As for keeping the rules, he was faultless. Even so, he was to become one of the greatest evangelists of his day in spreading Christianity uh, after his encounter with Christ Jesus on the road to Damascus. So I'm going to tell you a soul story, and I'm going to do it with some pictures. So you don't need to look at this. Look at all that. I might just move over here so I don't distract you because... because I am a very handsome man after all. Let me tell you this story in the dark. Watch up there, don't look at me. You can't see. It's too dark over there. All right. did everything he could to try and... Pardon? Thank you very much, I appreciate it. did everything he could to try and stop the growth of Christianity. In fact, when Stephen, the first recorded Christian martyr, someone who dies for their belief in the New Testament was killed, Saul was there watching the cloaks of all those who were stoning Stephen. On the day Stephen was martyred, a great persecution broke out against the Christian church in Jerusalem and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. At that time, Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off Christian men and women and put them in prison. Eventually, he obtained letters from the Jewish religious leaders Jews of Damascus, and he went there to bring the Christians, known as followers of the way at the time, back to Jerusalem to be punished. And this is a story of Saul found in Acts 9, 1-32. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues of Damascus, so that he found any, any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he was sent on his way, he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. Um, And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? It's kind of weird, who are you, Lord? He knew who it was. And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city and you will be told what to do. And the men who were travelling with them stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, he could see, he could see nothing. So he led them by hand, and brought, so they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at, Dis, at uh, Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, "Ananias," he said, "Here I am, Lord." And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight and at the house of Judas look for a man at Tarsus named Paul. For behold, he is praying and he has seen a vision of a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he thought he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man. How much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has the authority from the chief priests to bind all who call call on your name, but the Lord said to him, "Go, for it is a chosen; for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name." So Ananias departed and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, taking food, and he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed, and said, "Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem for all those who called upon the name? And has he not come here for the purpose to bring them bound before the chief priests?" But Saul increased all the more in strength, and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by providing that Jesus—sorry, by proving that Jesus was the Lord. When the many days had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became became known to Saul. So they were watching at the gates day and night in order to kill him, but his disciples took him by night and led him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. And when he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples and they were afraid of him. They did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how on the road he had seen the Lord who spoke to him and how Damascus, how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So he went in and out among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of Jesus. And he spoke and disputed against Hellenists, but they were, not seeking, but they were seeking to kill him. He's had a pretty good life, only Everybody's trying to kill him. And when his brothers learned this, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus in a boat. So the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and was being built up, and walking in the fear of the Lord, and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they multiplied. What an actually incredible story that is, to think that this guy hated Christianity, he hated everything that stood for God, he hated anybody who believed in the way, which was Jesus, he just was, came against it, he wanted to persecute, get him in prison, kill them, stone them, and Jesus said that's that's not what, how this is going to happen. You're going to hear my word. You're going to believe in me. You're going to fear me. And you're going to share this message to other people. Talk about a God of a second chance. If Saul didn't have 50 chances, I'd be amazed. It's incredible to think that that forgiveness was ab- available for him. I asked before if you knew who Saul was. Um, but, you know, after the conversion, his name was changed to Paul. Paul is a picture that God can save and give anyone a second chance. Do you know that Paul went on to write 13 books of the New Testament, which is incredible in itself, three of which were written while he was in jail. So it wasn't like he got saved and everything was fine. You know, when you come to Christ, not everything... Giving you awake? Okay. Uh, when you come to Christ, not everything is peachy, is it? You know, you can be doing God's work, preaching on stage, and people are falling asleep in the front row. It's, it's an incredible thing. Not everything's peachy. Every day people all over the world replay <laughs> maybe every day people all over the world replay Paul's story by turning from their old ways and become converted to Christianity. Many times people have done despicable things, yet God full of grace allows them a Mulligan, a do-over. Another bite of the cherry. We are not who we once were because of the second chance God gave us. I've told you my story many times and I wouldn't be up on this stage today if it wasn't for the incredible work of God and his grace and his love and compassion and mercy for me that allows me to stand here and preach his good news. God is an incredible God who loves us beyond anything we can imagine and we can joke around and have fun with everything we do but the bottom line is God gave us Jesus to set us free. To give us a second, third, fourth, and fifth chance. And that is something we should cheer about. I just want to read you the scripture 1 Corinthians 1 26 28. It says, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were noble of, of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. And God chose what is low and despised in the world. Even things that are not, to bring them to nothing. Things that are, sorry, to bring to nothing things that are. It shows you that God deliberately doesn't seem, it just shows you that God deliberately uses what doesn't seem right to make things right. I'm not poor by any stretch of the imagination. As I've said to you, it would be nothing if it wasn't for God. I wouldn't be here. If you had told my high school teachers what I'd be doing for a job now, they wouldn't believe you. There's, there's no way, and it was like Paul, wasn't it? They could not believe that this man was going to preach the gospel. But God can change anybody. So that's my message for you today. Think on those things. Just think about the things that you may have done wrong, and you think, "Oh, God can't possibly forgive me." Well, someone like Paul used to kill Christians, and God forgave him. He still had to pay for his the things he'd done wrong, hadn't he? He had to go to jail. He did all those things. He still had people who didn't like him but God had forgiven him, set him free, and made him a mighty warrior. Everybody who's sitting in this church today who's given your heart to Jesus are a mighty warrior for Christ because of his grace and his love and his mercy. So I want you to take that away. I want you to think that God is an amazing God of second, third, and fourth chances, and know when maybe you make a mistake or you do something wrong, it's okay. Just take it to God and know that his heart, his love for you will allow you to be forgiven and move on. Is that okay? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you that you are the God of the second, third, and fourth chance and forever, Lord. We know that you'll just continually forgive us. Father, I thank you for everybody who's here today. I thank you that you've set us free. You've put us on a new course, Father God. We've all had that Damascus, that road to Damascus experience with you, Father. And I thank you for that, Lord. I just pray that you help us to remember that we are good enough because of the work of Jesus on the cross. And I thank you for that now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You've been listening to a message from Hope Central in Adelaide, South Australia. If you want more information about who we are, visit us at hopecentral.org.au or join us for Sunday worship at any of our three campuses.